0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. ACAST recommends podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to right now.
2: Hello, everybody! Welcome to the uh, Wood Podcast. We are, this is our first go being be live on screen. Those of you listening listen to this as a podcast, this will mean nothing to you. But well, welcome to it's the not, first not ever patron-only live broadcast. Uh, we are live on the Facebook group, and also this will be available as a podcast as normal. Welcome to Blood and Mud, the podcast that doesn't know what it's going to do with all these masks that it's got left, quite frankly.
1: Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with all of this, this stuff. Frankly, I just realised I left the news ticker going before we...
2: Oh, we have not even got to the news yet. Well, the news the is news we're live yet. on Facebook.
1: Fuck yeah, we are. Um, so people
2: can people can add comments as the company will will read them out and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do with all these masks I've got left, Josh. What are you? No,
1: no. I mean, I'm, all I'm but gonna but, do is I'm gonna knit all of the various masks I've bought into a sort of uh, what I'm gonna call a freedom. Suit. I'm gonna call it a freedom shirt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to proudly wear it in Parliament Square. I think you should wear... get
2: some coat hangers and and yep. and make wings as well to show to, <laughs> that you're flying away. I thought being... you
1: were going to say big 1980s shoulder pads, and I was bang on board. For I a think well, I don't yeah. see
2: why these things are mutually exclusive. That's <laughs> no, the first. That's why... thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're talking like I've only got one set of coat hangers, you know.
2: Yeah, I've well, you know, I'm saying It'll you could fine. have the pads and the wings. It could be an 80s He-Man Master of the Universe type setup. <laughs>
1: Tell me I mean we've already had our first review. Uh yeah. Yes, agree. It's freaky. Correct. I'd agree. Yes, yeah. Um, um Yeah. So uh yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to um I went on a train this week, actually. Yeah,
2: well we we're supposed to do alliance. We
1: we we yeah. yeah, I had to get down to London for work. And I was weird. I'll tell you that. So as somebody who hasn't been on public transport since February, 2020, going down a fucking, going on a train for two hours and then going across central London it was very strange. Just a very, just weird. You You
2: to wear a mask the whole time.
1: Oh yeah. Except when you were eating or drinking. Is the but shop like, open? Yeah. Um, the only shop that was open at the train station was uh, Starbucks, which had a massive queue because it could only have one customer in at once in the shop. Um, and they had a very limited cart service on the train, which was very disappointing. Also, well, that's what I was want... saying.
2: There was no shop open on the train. It was a cart service.
1: Cart service only. None of that, none of that sort of traveling spoons vibe that you used to get back in the old days.
2: Well, the cart service is what you always have on the Wales Borders line, anyways. You, if I had to get a train from <laughs> Flint to Cardiff, it was the guy, it was a bloke with a trolley.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. I got, we got, you know, I've been spoilt going back and forth to London, where they usually have the dining cars now, which is basically a little sort of bar in the middle of the train on the London to fucking the Paddington to Bristol line. And what, now the
2: GWR R like, one is like, places to stand up and have a drink in there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, not nice places, you know. It's, <laughs> it's <exclusively, laughs> traveling well as you said, exclusively stocked with men who are trying to get drunk enough to go home to the families that they like and people on stag But you know, if you are that were inclined to place to go.
2: Yeah. So I've not been on a train. I'm not planning to go mm. on one either. I, I did have don't to go. I you. am going to the office a couple of times this week, though. And I'm still not, I'm not happy about it, I'll be honest. But uh, it's, it's, it is, you've got to do what you're to do, haven't you? Indeed,
1: I think it's because exactly. my office
2: is in Ellesmere Port, though. I love Ellesmere Port. <laughs> We've discussed this before, but it's not, well, yeah, it, doesn't, yeah, yeah. it doesn't fill you with complete joy to go there. But I, I like it. But it's not like, I don't know, going to Las Vegas, is it?
1: Famously no, yeah, there's not a lot of songs comparing Ellesmere Port to Las Vegas, for example, you know? Or indeed Ellesmere Port to anywhere. In fact, are there any songs about Ellesmere Port? I don't know if there are.
2: Uh no, there's probably ones that have changed the words that aren't very nice, probably.
1: <laughs> probably, but, uh, probably, yeah. I love a bit of just, gonna, Port just gonna Google songs about Ellesmere Port.
2: Don't are you gonna are you gonna chance to share the screen on the video just to show off? You're not you, please don't. <laughs> Uh, this I mean, is recorded for people who can't see what's I, I, going
1: on. So I know that would be annoying. Um, there are there's a song called Ellesmere Port Cheshire, England, Earth, uh on Spotify by a guy called uh guy who sings songs about cities and towns. Uh he's got an album on Spotify. Do you
2: know? Uh, I sometimes get upset if we get to, if we die. Well, I don't, I don't know why I'm saying that. We we sometimes digress too much on this podcast, but the fact that yeah, we yeah. found on Spotify a bloke who sings songs about English. Did you say yeah, British yeah. towns and cities? or, or Br- just Exclusively
1: England? British, exclusively British towns and cities, yeah. Um, Does he make one up about
2: Calais? Calais, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: look, I mean, look. What about Dusseldorf? Fuck off. I'll show you now. Look, see, here he is. England, England, Britain, Britain, UK, great song by the guy who sings songs about cities and towns. Uh, I mean, he starts off with the big guns, London. Then he goes straight to Hemel Hempstead, which wouldn't have been my first, like, yeah. Then he goes to Birmingham, and then, uh, you know, everything's there. There's, There's Huddersfield's in there, Nottingham's in there, Beeston's in there for some reason, Gosport's in there.
2: I mean, he's going and to Jesus. all the beauty spots. Have you been to Gosport?
1: <laughs> My word. I mean, he's got a solid... I mean, talk about Damning with Paint Praise, but a solid song about Northampton. It's just solid. It's all right, you know.
2: So, I anyway, mean, well, Christ, well, this,
1: guy's written, this guy's written several, you know, nearly 100 songs about stuff. what. we used why. to do
2: the... Uh, what was it called? The, uh, the, the song we used to do at the end of the podcast it was called oh.
1: something
2: I don't know what it is now not the song oh, I mean the actual
1: yeah the, the, set, the whole the... idea yeah what was that called
2: I even made a play oh I made God. a playlist
1: out of it on, you made a I can't, playlist. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah. what it's called now what was that I mean our readers will definitely call probably... like the
2: link or the loop the loop it was called. the loop was called in the, the loop. loop
1: yeah yeah the loop yeah so Yeah, yeah yeah
2: who needs that one? Maybe we should resurrect that, but just playing a song for a town, just
1: play a song from a different town every week and, and give so, this guy who's blatantly, club, yeah, just written a bunch of songs about a bunch of provincial towns and cities to try and hoover up some Google fucking ranking and Spotify <laughs> plays.
2: Uh, right. Um, anyway, hello, yes, I'm Lee. Hi, those of you watch, you can see my name's on here now, even though you know yeah. who I am, I think, because uh, and and over there is.
1: I mean, you can see it, but uh, I'm Josh. Hi. Hello. You can get um, in touch
2: with... Go on.
1: There you go. There it is.
2: At Blood and Mud. And how yeah, do people get in touch with you, Josh?
1: Uh, at Josh Gardner uh, and indeed at Rocked underscore mag, which oh. I'll level with you. I do a lot better when I can read it instead of having to just I, try I was going to and... say,
2: it's a lot better now it's written down on a banner on this video, isn't it? Because <laughs> you can, because people can actually understand what the hell you're saying now. So, um, yes, yeah. indeed. Or I'm at Lee at Bloodandmud.com. As, you, as mm. you know, we are available on Acast, we're available on Apple, we're available on live on the Facebook group for patrons. Oh, yeah. And uh, you can do all of that stuff, we're on Apple and all that stuff. Uh, you can go, obviously, patrons, speaking of patrons, you can go to Patreon.com/slash blood and mud, where you can sign up uh, for extra content, live video feeds now, obviously, as, as we're finding mm-hmm. out, uh, Lion stuff, uh, extra rugby history videos, retro. Episodes, Team of the of episodes never actually happened. But don't, uh, <laughs> don't dwell on that too much. There's, it'll cost you £2 a month or you can £20 for the year or £5 a month or 50 quid for the whole year. And if you do the £5, you get a VIP membership, which means you have a go having a biography done by us. One this week. I think there's more than one. I do apologise because I think some people have upped their stuff and I've missed it. Remind me if you have, but I think I'll find I know, it's terrible, it? <laughs> um, so basically uh, in the VIP this week I'd like to say a big thank you to Harley Worthy who signed up for an annual membership in the VIP oh, nice. long term commitment do you know what I mean year long contract I hope it's a rolling contract Harley It's all I'm saying but um, anyway I've got Harley down as an Aussie RL convert played centre for Parramatta Eels, converted and played wing for New, New South Wales got eight caps for the Wallabies looked promising before being caught with substances return to Rugby League where that wasn't really an issue.
1: Exactly. That's not a problem in Rugby League, is it? So, you know.
2: So thank you very much, Harley. Um, if you want to get a bio done or you want to add some more stuff, then go to patreon.com slash blood and you'll find it there. Walk up to the window, stick your hand in your pocket, throw some coin under the glass, you get in the special area.
1: Exactly. Come and join us in this special area. And, uh... Indeed. Indeed. You know, enjoy all this. Don't
2: go near Josh's special area. That's all I'm saying. No, no.
1: I've got boundaries.
2: Right then, so we start as we always begin. Indeed. With the player spotted, I'd like to thank Edward Edward Jenkins, who's a new listener. Josh, we got, we get, you still get new listeners.
1: Jesus Christ, I didn't think that was a thing.
2: I thought every the whole of rugby podcast world had had a go at us at some point and gone and gone for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're well actually, no, we've still got a new listeners, Edwards, and Ed would be very nice on the message, so thank you. Welcome along, Ed. Anyway, he's he's a new listener, said so he, he wants to get involved in Player Spotted, so here we go. I was on my lunch break at a, on a cafe terrace in Nice Old Town, says Ed. Ed, I'll be Hello. honest, straight out the gate, this is a higher class of Spotted than we <laughs> used to.
1: <laughs> Dramatically higher. Nice Old Town, maybe, but definitely not Nice.
2: Uh, and who should amble by, but... Injured Ulster and never quite island scrum half John Cooney. Oh, yeah? Cl- clad in an oversized Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls vest. Oh,
1: so rugby player 2021, isn't it? Jesus.
2: Yeah. Um, he's, he and his lady were leisurely browsing restaurant menus, no doubt looking for a spot of late lunch. Mm. What else would you do in Nice? By the time I'd clocked who it was, they'd pass me by, says Ed, but if I'd noticed in time, I would have stopped him and recommended the grilled sardines at a nearby bistro, La Tapanard, which is always excellent. Alas, he says, I was slow to draw to the draw, and besides, sardines are not to everyone's tastes. You're right there, Ed. I just hope they didn't I hope they didn't land in a tourist trap, where the menus are also provided in English and Russian, says Ed.
1: I'll level with you. Seafood in general. I try, I've tried many times, but I just can't get with it. What, seafood? Yeah, just can't go with it. All seafood? Most seafood. Like, you know, I don't mind a bit of fish here and there, but, like, I want to be a person that likes seafood, and I'm just not. Like, give me some even, muscles or Even something. crab sticks? I mean, crab sticks are different. I'll, I'll eat a fish finger. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, they don't qualify as like, seafood,
2: do they? Fuck
1: it. That's basically like right a, a
2: wrongly shaped crispy <laughs> pancake, in my mind.
1: But no, I don't know. I just quite... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just can't get down with seafood, and I've been to loads of places where the seafood's great, and I've gone. I really want to like this, but it just smells of fish.
2: My anyway. son uh, loves sea bass, and he mm. he because I've brought up a middle class toss pot basically. So um, <laughs> so so, um, so he um, so he cooks. He gets like one pack a week of, mm. of sea bass, and he cooks it. And of course, I realise then why I don't do seafood much because the house fucking stinks absolutely that's the other four side. days at if a time. time
1: if you want to if you want to have seafood at home like just you know you better have some sort of like industrial ventilation system going on because yeah it just doesn't work does it no
2: not at all um so thank you very much for that if anyone's got a play spotted you can send it to at blood and mud on the dms or mud.com and i'll do my best to read them out provided you know there's high class as Eds is because he's new to the game. He's up. He's sometimes you need new blood to reinvigorate.
1: Exactly. Oh, you yeah. need to sort of get in, get in with that. You know, I'm already getting. I'm glad to see that my stance is, is already uh, getting some strong response. Uh, yeah, John Strange is right there with uh, anti seafood Facebook user, which is a bit ominous, if I'm honest. <laughs> uh, says, is it wrong? That I'm quite surprised you record this before your tea. I should point out we don't usually record this early. No. Somebody, one, what fifty percent of this podcast really, really wants to watch a certain England football matches kicking off at eight o'clock. So
2: no, 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 no. Sorry, the England football match kicks off at eight o'clock tomorrow. I want to watch Italy Spain at eight o'clock. Oh, that's Italy Spain tonight?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
2: recorder. I oh, know. I actually
1: want to watch. It's that even as well. worse. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Well, usually we record about what eight do you mean? o'clock. You're, you're so. actively
2: not going to watch England tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind, that's the exact, that's the kind the, that's, of small-minded pettiness yeah, I expect yeah,
1: from you. absolutely. I don't want to see you. I'll turn on if it's 3-0 to Denmark with 10 <laughs> minutes left. Or I'll enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, so
2: I adopt English football Twitter mentality. I mean, why are you being like yes. that? Why are you being like that? <laughs> if Wales were doing well, I'd want them to win. i want Wales to do Why are you being like
1: that? Uh, I feel like I'm on a different podcast all of a sudden. Great.
2: Yeah, so... Um, Where are we up to? Seafood. Uh, I think talking seafood. Yes, crab sticks. We just
1: done player spotted. Yeah,
2: I've I've eaten a crab stick in a while. But the beauty of a crab stick is, is you can pull it off like a string at a time, or you can eat it in layers, can't you? So you're left with us a cheese. Yes. In many ways, they're the cheese string of the seafood world, and what's not to like about that?
1: I'd never thought about that, but yeah, crab sticks are cheese strings for your soul. No, that's. I mean, that's just <laughs> moving on. It's a good. It's a good slogan. They can have it for free. Uh, so yeah,
2: yeah. if you've got a play spot, you can send it into us, can't you? So yeah, so yeah, yeah, Ed's coming, new listener, and I think we reinvigoration, Logan's Run style reinvigoration. I'm not saying all the listeners to this point need to be murdered in a sort of science no. fiction like football stadium. I'm not saying no, that. I'm just saying, saying that, that you need a bit, you know, need to refresh. You
1: know, it. it's not a Logan's Run sort of thing where exactly. you know one in one out, but. You know, maybe we're
2: both be fucking well dead for Logan's Run. I remember when I first
1: watched I remember when I first watched Logan's Run, that didn't seem like a big deal, but now it seems very harsh. It does seem
2: very harsh now, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, right then. Some of my best
1: work since thirty, i.e. this podcast.
2: Shall we? Well, isn't that a nice thing to say? It's not true, but it's a nice thing to say. It's not true. Um, Shall we talk about some news, Josh?
1: I think we probably should, yeah. Yeah, oh, I, I got a banner up now, aren't I? I, I? Yeah, think, there you go. Look, in case look you weren't sure, we're go. talking about the news
2: now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, the people who are listening to the podcast are not gonna have a, fucking... probably, a video, bit, probably
2: a bit annoyed already, to be honest. Probably, yeah, probably already a bit annoyed. So.
1: That, yeah, yeah, so uh, yeah, let's just get on with it. Um, <laughs> big news, I guess, mm-hmm. is uh, COVID Pocalypse South Africa 2021. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not going well, is it?
2: So while we've been recording, it has been confirmed that the Bulls yes. game is off on Saturday.
1: Yep. yep, for one.
2: Four Bulls players, thank thank you to James Davis on the Facebook group, South African rugby bosses have said, four Bulls players and one member of management returned positive tests, which in combination with their close contacts made it impossible for them to field the team according to a series safety protocols. Serious regulations made provision for additional midweek matches. Meanwhile, four positive results among the Georgian team, and four additional positive results among the South African players.
1: Yeah, Jacques Noinaba, or Nounabu—I never know so properly. Uh, head coach is tested positive as well. So, uh,
2: I mean, it's all yeesh. going remarkably well, isn't it? I, can't I mean,
1: it's going about as planned, you know, well, not as planned, but about as a, a lot of us expected it to go up times. But fucking hell, it doesn't make it any easier to see it fucking go this way does it really I mean it's very it's,
2: it's so, very sad so the Bulls game's off I'm yeah gonna, I'm gonna get a piece of paper that I've got up here that I always refer to um the Bulls <laughs> game, game is I should on, know this because I've actually got yeah. shifts to cover all of them so I should know this but I'm, so the Sharks <laughs> game is on tomorrow
1: yep Sharks game tomorrow is on Bulls game on the weekend is off South Africa versus Georgia which I believe is the only other warm-up game that South Africa were going to get um, before the Test series, is extremely unlikely at this stage. Um, yeah, 10 players in the Springbok camp now, um, according to Johnny Fordham at The Sun. Um, Good lord. So, Noinaba, Andre Pollard, uh, Marvin Ori, Franz Steyn, Franz Malherber, and five backroom staff. All got it, which is yikes. So,
2: and the first test is in 18 days, yes. But so that means that obviously a lot of them aren't going to get out of isolation until four days before that. Or is it 10 day isolation over there?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. And it will obviously presumably depend on them passing tests, etc. But they'll but test positive you know. on
2: the PCR now, anyway, for about ninety days. So it'll just be about when we get through <laughs> yeah, and whether exactly. symptomatic or not. The, um, but the thing is, and that's just today, isn't it? So obviously they, they have been training. They've isolated as best they can yes. when they know, and then. But you've, you, I think we're going to hear about a few more inf- infections. In I the mean, it, it seems have unlikely. Have they been vaccinated?
1: There was talk that the box had got themselves vaccinated. I think I'm pretty sure that Razzie said that they were vaccinated a couple of weeks ago. But if they'd only had jab number one a couple of weeks ago, that means that they're only one jabbed, which means they're still perfectly capable of getting it. It just probably won't fuck them up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even <laughs> and to be honest with you, even if they got jab- jabbed a month, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they say that you're basically still fucking you're not getting any level of protection until talking. about two weeks after anyway.
2: Yeah. And then you need to, um, yeah.
1: No. Whereas we know the lions got jabbed presumably before they've got on. The, they had their first jab about eight or not, eight weeks ago when they all met up at the, that hotel and got their kit. Yeah. And then presumably they will have doubled jabbed um, shortly before they left but still yeah the talk is that south africa have vaccinated however a lot more of them seem to be getting covid than you would think for them you know obviously we're not fucking epidemiologists we're not doctors we don't understand how things are to fucking out but yeah it's it feels like things are getting a bit serious now and not in a good way
2: do you think they've just got like a crap you know like there's that you know there's two kind you know there's, there's two kinds of macron there's the actual italian one and one that's run out of a crate a crate in kenfig hill in south Wales.
1: yes 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 yes
2: do you reckon they've got like the vaccine from the kenfig hill version of Last you know it only, pre- it only protects
1: you after six and a half years later but, um <laughs> if at all yeah. and, only, and, it only,
2: and it only protects you against smallpox
1: yeah, and I mean, let's not forget, as as one of the commenters points out, there like, you know, England have basically had, to, you know, the England cricket team have basically had to pull a whole team out of their ass, um, because half the fucking squad have got COVID, so and and to play Pakistan this weekend, have just basically had to name another, you know, squad effectively, and. You do wonder what the when they talk about contingencies, you do wonder if that's you know, that's the fucking the contingency is there is a whole fucking extra squad of South Africans sitting there waiting ready to play the fucking test series. It'll be weird as fuck if it is, but yeah, running back to just, a
2: similar theme, does this mean I'm going to see Geo Aplon play for the box again? <laughs>
1: that's all I want to know. I mean, yes, yes. I've seen him I mean, once in the
2: last three weeks and I want more. Of a who was
1: that, that lad who kicked the uh, the ball up that other lad's arse? The South African lad a couple of years ago. We enjoyed it a great deal on this podcast. Was
2: it Warwick Gallant who did the kick Warwick Gallant, yes, kick Warwick Gallant
1: yes, Warwick Gallant yes, Warwick kicked the ball up somebody's arse. He did. I mean Warwick, he's already he's played for the Springboks quite recently as Warwick Gallant. Like it could happen. He's you know, he I believe he was in the World Cup squad, wasn't he? You know? Yeah, he's a member of the World Cup winning squad. He didn't play a lot, but he was there. Let's happen it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, as James Reese says on the live thing, you know, just Hannah Dirksen's going to be a springbok. Why not? <laughs> There's enough lads of sort of tangential fucking South African nationality. How far down, the down rugby do we have world. to
2: go before umay Cassiem gets a cap? That's what I want to know. That's <laughs> what we know we've really hit the cries. You've really broken, if in case you break glass here, haven't you? <laughs>
1: Indeed. So yeah, I mean fucking no idea. Honestly. It's it it's worrying. It's and it's weird slash worrying slash it makes you ask a lot of questions that the lions haven't had any issues. Do you know? Yeah,
2: seriously. I mean I know somebody said. How have the lions not the- had Vaccines don't make you immune. They 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 can help, and they can stop you getting really ill if you get it, like you said. But obviously, why is it like you said? Why are other people managing not to be riddled with it? Yeah, and you are you are dramatically
1: less you are dramatically less likely to get it with a vaccine. You know, there's no doubt about that. It, It it you know, and if you do get it, it's not fucked. You you won't be fucked probably. But like, yeah, you would think given all of the sort of shit that's happening. You know, and the hotel, you know, they're, you know, they're in hotels, yeah, but they're in hotels staffed by loads of people from wider South Africa, which is...
2: Which is on I mean, super-secret lockdown again, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so you do have to wonder, like, how is this... You know, this is why people, are, are I think, are rightly asking, kind of, are they vaccinated, are they not vaccinated, and what level of vaccination protection has the box got? Because... You know, are they using that Johnson & Johnson one-shot thing that only, you know, provides, like, 60% fucking resistance, something like that? You know, it's... Because there's not been a great deal of... Trans- there's, there'll been a lot more transparency about vaccinations, I think, because, obviously, like, double jabs are... Everyone's fucking getting double jabbed in Britain, except for the fucking loonies. So it wasn't as big a deal to kind of push the lions to the front of the queue whereas obviously in South Africa they have not vaccinated anybody. So politically it looks a lot worse to sort of trumpet the fact that the box are vaccinated. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's, I don't know. (laughs) Whatever's happening, I don't like it. And you've got to think at what point are they going to have to lock things down, you know, like mm. tour games and warm-up games shall not happen <laughs> because, like, every single one of those seems to now be an opportunity for bad shit to happen. And with a test series in three weeks or whatever it is, you know, at what point are they going to go, you know what, Lance, <laughs> just hunker down in the fucking hotel and train your balls off for three weeks and then we'll have the test series. I think we're probably going to get there in the next couple of weeks. Yeah.
2: Well, I suppose it's just fingers crossed the test series now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, that's is the thing now. It's I mean, like,
2: they're definitely not parachuting another team in on Saturday, are they, for the Bulls, That's definitely not because it's just all off.
1: No. Yeah, initially there was talk that they might reschedule it, but now I think they're just like, yeah, it's fucking done, lads. Which, I mean, <laughs> given the <laughs> what's going on, do you wonder if Warren Gatman might be tempted to change his team up a bit? Like, what, for
2: tomorrow? Because there's going to be so yeah, few yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah I
1: am thought of that. Yeah, yeah. It's because, you know, who knows? This might be the last fucking warm-up <laughs> game. You know, hopefully it won't, but it could be. And does GATS really want to sort of have that test team not having had a couple of games under their belt to at least sort of get combinations and everything together? I, I, I don't know, but...
2: I don't think he'll care when he sees that they play playing with my at eight. I think he'll, he'll throw whoever he wants in there. won't be a problem.
1: Yeah, indeed. But, uh yeah, I don't know. It's fucking... It's all getting a bit grim, isn't it?
2: Um, Okay, so just a Facebook user says on the, on the comments, I always forget Lee has hair, and then I see him and remember that he does, <laughs> and it's a glorious look. Well, thank you for that, but... I'm not going to lie. I think, you know, partly one of the main reasons why I've started doing this live video for because I am fucking sick of people thinking I'm bald. I'm starting to take it as like a personal <laughs> affront now. So I want everyone I mean, to see blame you. that I have got yeah, you know, a, extremely a thick, air, Lustrous
1: so. locks, yeah.
2: Um, Somebody asked, could they delay the tour by two weeks and relocate back to the UK? I don't think so, Matthew. Uh, Matthew Borthwick's asking that because... I just don't see how it fits with pre-seasons and and everything else.
1: Yeah, I mean, what they could do is relocate. I mean, the big issue is, depending on how vaxxed the box lads are, it's not so much about getting the Lions in, but it's getting the Springboks into Britain, you know, because this is why the Rainbow Cup didn't happen, because... Welcome to Britain, lads.
2: Off you go to Hounslow Premier Inn. We'll see you (laughs) in three weeks.
1: Yep, you will. You'll get to walk around the uh, exercise yard outside for ten minutes every day, and otherwise uh, enjoy flicking a rugby ball at the wall for (laughs) eighteen hours. It's a a very
2: well stocked vending machine. (laughs) Did you need anything to eat?
1: Um, Yeah, because yeah, the whole reason the Rainbow Cup never happened was because the UK government wanted absolutely no part of allowing fucking you know fifty or sixty South African fucking rugby players into Britain without severe quarantines. So yeah, you know, it's it's all a bit it's all getting a little bit worrying now, isn't it? It is. But you know.
2: But what I do know is I am covering a game tomorrow. That's definitely going ahead. The yeah, Sharks the game um, is happening. And we'll talk about it. And the, and the, the lines have named
1: yesterday. Yeah, the Lions have named their first truly silly team of the tour for it as well. Do you want to talk about is, that
2: now or do you want to talk about it later?
1: I mean, up to you, really.
2: Let's talk about it later.
1: Yeah, let's talk about it later. Uh, one player who definitely won't be featuring for the Springboks, regardless of if and when the fucking test series is happening, is uh, RG Snyman, who's uh, going to have to go a skin graft surgery now following the infamous fucking fire pit incident, which continues to just... Have untold horror. I mean,
2: that sounds genuinely f- incredibly fucking painful, both when oh. it happened and in continuum for him, to be fair. Yeah. I don't wish it on him. However, grim. when you're throwing, literally throwing petrol at a barbecue, th- I-, I am struggling to have too <laughs> much sympathy, really.
1: Yeah, it's not great, is it? So, <sighs>
2: so he will he basically have played. How long was he on for Monster 4? he? His, he did, something like eighteen action. minutes Was or something right? like that. Yeah. <laughs> so then he's have a skin he's... graft that that won't heal properly. They'll get COVID, <laughs> and then he'll and then he'll just and then he'll, his contract will end.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Because how long is his contract? He's entering a sort of Gareth Anscombe sort of period of uncertainty here, where the lad's contract might well end before he actually manages to make it onto the field for more than about five minutes.
2: Yes. Any more news?
1: Uh Well, Israel Folau is back in rugby union. I've just got like, written
2: here: Israel is still a twat.
1: Yeah, well, he's the homophobic That's not news, that but... won't flush, isn't he? You know, he he just keeps coming back, and he's managed to fuck over rugby league in the process. You know. <laughs> Which... Well,
2: I've been trying to keep a track of, as I've been doing throughout this. I've been trying to keep a, a track of what God's will is, mm. because obviously he just follows God's will, doesn't he?
1: Obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah.
2: it was God's will that he lost his contract with Rugby Australia, yeah, because of what he said. Yeah. Then it was God's will that he tried to get his contract back and/or get paid for his contract. That was God's will. Mm-hmm. It was then God's will that he went to play Rugby League. And then yep. it was God's will that he wasn't. And it was God's will that he was to come back to Australia to play rugby league with some fellow who seems like a, a right A right prick, yeah. Let's be honest, yeah. in charge of that, the Tigers.
1: Mm-hmm. Then
2: it was God's will for him to sue Queensland Rugby League. And now it's God's will for him to go to Japan.
1: Yes, where he's going to play at uh, NTT Communications, Shining Arcs, Uh entirely not coincidentally coached by his old coach at the Waratahs, Rob Penny, who, uh, let's not forget, got sacked for making the once title-winning Waratahs into one of the worst teams Super Rugby has ever seen. Um, So I'm guessing he's just thinking, fuck it. And they've seen Sunwolves. Exactly. exactly. Um, Of course, you know, also at the, the Shining Arcs, uh, although I'm not sure he retired officially now, I don't think he has. Glacial Greg Laidlaw is at the Shining Arks, so I powerfully hope that he make ensures that the team watch Brokeback Mountain on repeat on the bus for every away trip. But beyond that, I mean, fucking hell, well done. I mean, Roganini. they
2: say God moves in mysterious ways. But he just seems to move in whichever way Ezra Falao says he's moving. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's funny that, isn't it? Whatever he seems to want to do, the the means for him to make the most money is God's will. Every, which
2: <laughs> every time he goes to pray on it, he yeah. comes back <laughs> comes and back God with... always wants yeah. him to try and get money out of people.
1: <laughs> it's funny enough, yeah. I mean that that was that was and remains very trendy in uh, a lot of strains of evangelical that, uh, Christianity. It makes so, you no difference
2: to the Catholic Church when I go on a Sunday, well, to be honest.
1: Indeed, yeah. But you know the whole prosperity gospel thing is is a is a real thing in the evangelical world, and you know a good Christ, you know good Christians are rich Christians because God will bless you with lots of money if you're a good Christian, and he's clearly just taking this to the to the nth degree of just whatever he wants to do. You know he will he will do it, and whatever gives him the most money, he'll crack on. Imagine Enjoy being your time in Japan. tolerable
2: for rugby league in Australia. Just think about that for a minute. Even I mean, they couldn't off, find a way of making it. Straight right. off
1: the bat, you know, AFL want no part of you and the NRL wants no part of you. You have got fucking problems.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then the Queensland Rugby League underneath NRL. You thought, that well, yeah. they'll surely have him.
1: They don't even no. want fucking... <laughs> they don't even want him. Hey, AFL, they don't know what sleeves are and 90% of the players have got mullets and somehow they are too progressive for you.
2: I was watching some of that recently and it's, you know, it's a strange old game, isn't it's, it? I find it weirdly
1: compelling. I find like, it
2: incredibly fascinating. I really... Yet, I, it's like, why yeah. have you, why have you stopped again? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly this. <laughs> it was but just I've, getting going then. Why have you stopped again? I've, wa-
1: I've watched loads of games of AFL like over the years in bits and bobs because they're always on, it. you know, mid-morning on a Saturday on fucking BT or whatever. And... I always get sucked into it. And I always re really enjoy it, and the athleticism and the skill and all that sort of stuff is really good. But I, for the fucking life of me, I am no closer to telling you what the rules are than I think, I'm just the, the day I started boys, watching it.
2: Because you kick it, I think you're, not they allowed, do. you're not allowed to tackle below the waist. I know that. Yeah. Which is an interesting way. To Which is a contact really sport, fucking so interesting. Have to, have to be honest. Yeah. If you catch the ball, you can you claim. Like a fair, it's like a mark, a isn't mark. it? Yeah, yeah. It's a mark, isn't it? But you don't yeah. have to call a mark, do you? But most people do.
1: No, most people do because then you're gonna have a punt at goal
2: or a punt at getting a better pass off because you've got loads of time to like weigh it yes. up. Yes, and then you yeah. have a punt at goal and the fella. Well, they're, they're not in the butcher's coats anymore. They've modernised, haven't they? It comes forward. No, minutes, they're
1: now in, in, in two fingers. fingers. They're always wearing very ugly baseball caps. I don't understand why. I mean, I know it's Australia, it's very hot, but it's like, could they not just not wear the baseball caps? And they restart by bouncing the ball on the floor so it goes really yeah. high up in the air. I loads
2: of practice, because bouncing an bounce. oval-shaped ball so it
1: perfectly bounces vertically. Bounces up in the air, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of skill involved there, but I just don't understand why any of it is being done at the moment when it's being done, because sometimes they appear able to run with the ball, but then sometimes they don't. And you have to do a bounce- Got you have to the do the punchy
2: they, pass, the punchy pass I, thing, or can you throw it?
1: I think you've got to do the punchy pass, but then so they mainly seem to do the sort of the kicky pass instead. But I mean, there's just a lot going on, and I've looked at the rules, and I think I understand it, and then I watch it, and I don't understand it. So
2: it's like GAA. <laughs> I love watching the GAA football, Same. but I don't understand any of the tactics. So I'm like watching no. them, thinking, what well, is this good? Is is this you know like I can watch association football and go, Oh, they play the ball on the floor very nicely, or they play a long ball game, or they're a very rigid oppressing team or something. Watch rugby mm. union and go, Oh yes, they run these patterns and not? Yeah, yeah, no idea. Ice hockey's the same. <laughs> Everything's moving so fast, how the fuck do you coach this? How does anybody coach ice hockey?
1: <laughs> I mean, ice hockey I understand because ice hockey has a computer game that I can play that ice basically allows. You
2: I used to get yeah. an ice hockey computer game, and to this day, every time I hit the puck, it said icing, and something went wrong. And I still don't understand what that is.
1: Yeah, icing. What's icing, you, Josh? Icing is basically when you clear the ball up through across the opponent's blue line. You have you can't just smash it. You can't basically like hit it up the field. You can't just long
2: ball Larry at Tory totally Adams. It, but we're not.
1: You can, but you have to. Obviously they have offside in hockey. But you can't just No, that's yeet not it. obvious.
2: It might be obvious to you, it's not Yeah, you do have me.
1: you do there's offside in hockey, but you can't yeet it basically up like if you got the puck in your own defensive area, you can't just fucking hoof it away in a sort of classic English centre back sort of way up the field and hope for the best. You there's have no to you, you have to hoof it up there to a level where somebody in your team has a chance of catching up with it. So, so, and if you it goes if basically you just yam it up there and there's nobody within 20 yards of it, that's icing, and then you get a penalty against you in your own penalty box. It's Oscar
2: Turner just commented that we know nothing about ice hockey. I definitely don't, <laughs> but we should watch him. <laughs> more. I have watched it and I like it. I just hey, I, I just explained I don't what icing was. How you coach Fuck
1: you. It. I don't yeah. understand it, how you
2: coach it because it got, just looks like a lot of people running about.
1: I mean, a lot of it is that. But I've got quite into ice hockey over the last couple of months. There you go. That's what he said. But sometimes you can do it, and you beat the icing call, Oscar Turner, because your player gets up and it doesn't hit, get the other end. But you're not quite there yet. I should, so no, you I've I've seen hit, this.
2: As hard as you can at the bottom of the fence and make it go all the way around, like in a big, like sticking to the side. Like a big <laughs> you can loop.
1: do that, but you just you've got to make sure that somebody's going to catch it up at the other end. Right. But um, yeah. Anyway, we were talking about his hour, uh, just... weren't we? <laughs> yeah, we were. Uh, Facebook user uh, says that uh, the South African News reported that the Springboks were getting the Johnson & Johnson, Johnson vaccine, which has a 66% effectiveness, which... So
2: basically, they left it too long and decided to wham everybody with one jab. Of a with shit the one, one jab.
1: Yeah, the one jab Johnson & Johnson one, which is... Yeah, clearly not like I mean you so know, you've got you've got a six out of ten chance of not getting COVID, which certainly leaves a whole hell of a lot of forty percent chances there of getting fucking COVID. So shit. Somebody just
2: comment in the Facebook group. If you're a man down, you can. Are you still talk about oh, yeah. ice hockey now. You, yeah, we are. We've yeah. moved on.
1: We've yeah, moved yeah. on. God, we've opened up the you know, between there's there's all sorts of stuff going on as uh in the comments here we've got people talking about minor league baseball we've got people talking about korean baseball it's all happening people saying we should adopt a minor league baseball team uh i've already got a minor league baseball does korean baseball
2: come with a deceptively spicy sauce
1: (laughs) i mean it does because korean baseball unlike uh american slash canadian baseball um basically just don't give a fuck like kerrig doesn't give a fuck um so, like, whereas America's and baseball is sort of stuck in a sort of time capsule of 1950s kind of, oh, we don't want to be too fucking lardy dar and we don't want to flip the bat in the air when we hit a home run and all this sort of stuff. In Korean baseball, they're like, yeah, you flip that bat, motherfucker. You do whatever you want. You showboat like a bastard, which I think any sport that discourages their players from showboating. Not good. And also, as John Strange says, crucially, Korean baseball's trophy is a giant sword. Which...
2: Wonderful stuff.
1: Indeed. Anyway, more news? More news. Is there any more news?
2: There is... uh, Yeah. uh, Chris Farrell, Jordan Lama have all left the island camp injured.
1: Uh,
2: Yes. Peter O'Mahony has left because he can't be (laughs) arsed.
1: She's got a holiday booked. (laughs) (laughs) Which is... The best, just absolute fucking baller. Like explanation for why you're not going yeah. to play. No, what a said was test against to America start,
2: to start his pre-season, his off yeah. season, <laughs> is which is what? basically
1: yeah. He's very old and he needs a rest, and yes. so Peter he's and off to he's... a
2: spa town to drink four pints of sulphur <laughs> water to try. Ah,
1: and... uh, yeah. Fair play to him, uh, you know. A Peter Romani's age and experience. If he goes, I want to go on fucking holiday. Actually, you're just gonna. If you're Andy Farrell, you're gonna go. Well, to be honest with you, mate, I'm gonna fuck off for the Lions anyway. So, yeah, yeah, crack on. It's sort of like basically you knock, you go in, I've got to leave early uh, on Friday afternoon because I've got a thing, and then somebody else going, Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I might as well just fuck off as well then.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, sorry, I've got to take this. Just, just got to take this, sorry. <laughs> they don't come back.
1: Yeah, 100%. Posted.
2: Saloon doors flapping. That's all that's left of you. <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, um, go on.
1: Still, though, uh, for all this talk of lion stuff, um, it's probably quite good that they didn't move it to Australia as everybody was wanging on about them being doing, uh, because Australia's just cancelled the Australian Grand Prix again because they can't they get everybody in. Well, it. yeah, because because for, Formula 1 is stupid. Um, but no, they realise that they can't get everybody in under quarantine.
0: We've
2: realised that we don't want to watch a lot of tax-dodging midgets driving around in cars <laughs> for four hours for no reason. And a race is completely decided by how fast you can operate a fucking wrench.
1: <laughs> I mean...
2: Other terrible you know. accents are available
1: Absolutely. at
2: bloodandmud.com.
1: Yeah. But, um, yeah, that the, the, the uh, Australian Grand Prix wasn't due to take place till November, and <laughs> Australia was already gone. <laughs> now, that's still really going to be fucked by then. So, yeah, imagine if the Lions was trying to play this week. I mean, I know the NRL's still going on, but the NRL players are Trying their damnedest to get the season cancelled by having fucking barbecues. You, so. push, you, you,
2: you can't get COVID. You can't push COVID through that much human growth hormone. No, exactly. Yeah, no, it's, right. actually so the, it's, it's, it's actually the it's actually the
1: secret. It's actually the secret cure. <laughs> uh,
2: what other news have we got? Um, Hugh Jones has signed for Harlequins.
1: He has. Yes. Uh,
2: Just in case they weren't quite bother enough.
1: <laughs> well, because he was going to go to uh, Bayonne, wasn't he? And then they got relegated, and he, funny enough, he fancied keeping his eyes in his sockets, so he didn't want to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the French second division, so uh, yeah, fair play. So that could be a,
2: a, that they'll have Mar- they could have Marcus Smith, Joe Marchant, Hugh Jones, Tyrone Green.
1: <sighs> I mean, it's going to be fun, you know. Key Lewis Jones Liner. Shown... Yeah, where who do you drop from that back line that's just won the premiership to you know Is
2: Esther Hayes still there next year? Is this his,
1: was it his last game? I don't know. I think he's still there, yeah. So yeah, you know, you're not dropping Esther Hazen because he basically made everything work. Um Joe Marchant played very well this year. And you know, the only other position he's played is fullback, where again you're not exactly going to drop the fucking Man in possession of the jersey, there either. Yeah, fair play. They're, they're going to be stacked in the back line next season. And they'll have, uh, what's his face? The American lad back as well, won't they? Who's injured this season? The center? Yeah. Yeah, what
2: was oh, it? What what's was his name? name? Come on. This is why we're doing live broadcast now. What's his, <laughs> what's his name?
1: What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? <laughs> I mean, James Reese is saying, Aaron Morris, you drop Aaron Morris. Maybe. Yeah. But, um, Nobody's come up with the name of Harlequin's American centre yet, which I'm very disappointed about. XNFL nfl
2: centre. You always have to preface it with that. Uh,
1: Paul Lassiki or Lasicky. Yeah. Yes. Uh,
2: right. Go. So, yeah, Hugh Jones signs for Quinns. Fair dues.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah. Lee Halfpenny's done his knee ligaments, as expected, um, which is very sad, but, I mean, God. Um.
2: Hundred caps and out, maybe could this be it now?
1: I think. I mean, when you look, that it's going to be a twelve to eighteen month uh, easy for an ACL. He's already thirty something now, is nearly half penny. It's he'll do well. You know his professionalism. He's thirty two. His professionalism and work ethic probably means that he might pick up the odd cap here or there. Particularly as Wales don't have huge fucking stocks of good fullbacks at the moment. You know, right. after Liam Williams, Jonah Holmes played very well on Saturday, but I'm not sure i want to trust him as a test match anymore. But uh, yeah, so, but they've called in an Iron Owen from the Dragons, who's been very good this season. So that's quite exciting. Um, but he's a centre, so I'm not sure why they haven't called in like for like. Probably just does show how kind of bare the cupboard is fullback wise for Wales at the moment with mm. uh, with Liam Williams off and halfpenny injured.
2: And that therein is the end of Although, somebody just reminded us that uh, Sutherland's gone to Worcester.
1: Yes, everyone's gone to Worcester. That's where all that's, you know how like all the Scottish players now make you the can't sale relegate anymore, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Go wherever the fuck you want. And is that the end of the news then?
2: I think it is the end of the news, yeah.
1: It is now. Turn the ticker off. Turn the ticker off. Yeah.
2: news is over. So the end of the news means we're going to talk about the weekend. And this is the point at which, on the podcast, we say goodbye to our non-patron listeners. So we'll see you soon. Yeah.
0: This year, leaving certificate students have new choices via the CAO. Whether you're going straight into the world of work or exploring routes to third level, further education and training and apprenticeships offer you flexible, hands-on learning opportunities. The future is full of possibilities. Whatever your ambition, further education and training and apprenticeships can help take you there. Your future is what you make it. Learn more at cao.ie forward slash options. This is an initiative of the Government of Ireland. If you have a TV, you must have a TV licence. It's the law.
2: Choose the convenient option and pay online anytime at TVLicense.ie.
0: Your TV licence made easier. Brought to you by the Government of Ireland.
2: So that's the weekend, I guess.
1: I think it is, yeah. We we, welcome
2: uh... back our non-patron listeners we certainly do uh to do the shit good ratings as we always do Indeed. So we start with shit first can i start with Shall i start with shit yeah will greenwood
1: mm. fucking hell he's hard to listen to a couple
2: he? of re- reasons the barnet <laughs> yeah
1: yep, uh, terrible
2: start now obviously very close i mean i've got quite spiky air on top i guess just want to make that point again i do have air on top of my head yeah um but I thought it's a bit narrow. It looks a bit. It's a bit.
1: He's gone too high and too tight.
2: It's a bit Stan Laurel gone a bit wrong. I'll
1: tell you what it is. It's a young man's haircut on Definitely Not a Young Man.
2: It's not a haircut you should have on, on a person who's still wearing a tight fitting tweed blazer and taper no, jeans. These you know things know I mean?
1: don't go well. You should not have basically a skin fade if you're also going to wear tweed. That's. It's yeah, pretty should, basic, you'd think. You
2: shouldn't have the Weatherspoon's divorcee clobber on. And then a skin fade and mohawk, <laughs> which of course was the big reveal this weekend that it is actually a fucking
1: mohawk. It's 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 hard to watch. It I'm looks like say. fucking You're hard B. to listen B. to. It's hard to tried. watch.
2: Looks like B.A. Barakas has tried to do, go to a Stan Laurel convention or something. And it's fucking <laughs> mental. Um, and then you know his analysis when he's at the screen. It's okay. It's so fucking. It's, so I, think iname, it's all right. though. I think what he's saying is okay. You know, what? some of the stuff he points out is okay. But again, I've been in these studios and there's about three people with iPads telling him, focus on this. You know what I mean? That's what mm-hmm. happens. Not everybody's a really good analyst. But, anyway, but what I found most infuriating of all is when he's on comms, one, he never shuts up. Yeah. Why does he talk in that voice, that like, like, Constant sense of foreboding or import voice all the fucking time.
1: Yeah, everything has always got to be so meaningful and important and significant. And, <laughs> and it's, there, like, there's, there's it's like there's
2: never any dead on It's like, shut up, just let us watch it. And he's and he's constantly like as if he's got some special, you know, what happened now? There was a break there, the ball didn't go. We'll be looking. They'll be looking at him, and he'll be looking back, and they'll be thinking. You know, have you ever considered kissing a man? We don't know that yet, but they'll be once to know that's a thing that they've done. Nothing wrong with it, but they don't know that about each other yet. And sometimes the feeling has got to come between you. Sometimes, Saturday. Thursdays, maybe ironing board, marzipan. You've got to think about all these things, and you don't really know these things until you know each other. Sometimes I room with somebody, and it was dead funny. That's the end of that anecdote. Let's move on to. Oh like,
1: my god! Fucking the anecdotes, hell! The anecdote, and do you know what he does as well? Is that he's like being in his presence has made Sam Walton thicker. <laughs> like Sam Walton is genuinely one of the best, com- you know, co-commentators for sort of analysis. And particularly in the moment analysis, he sort of is brilliant at doing that on BT usually. But sticking him next to fucking Will Greenwood this weekend, I don't know what. He's like he'd been fucking smashed in the side of the face with a fucking heavy book. He's just like, just constant. It was like they were trying to outdo each other in inane, stupid comments about because they they've been on a Lions tour once. And, and Sam, Sam,
2: was he was he given the job of asking Nigel questions?
1: So oh I'm my God! The, the, the bringing, the bringing no, in Nigel, Nigel bit. You, Just well,
2: you know, what would you no, as a referee? And then, and I'm oh, sure well, that Nigel so decided. Nigel decided to put his strongest Welsh accent on because he's he on did. the talent. He
1: really did. He, 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 was like he was turbo farmer. Nigel. It's almost <laughs> like now that he's not it's fucking. Awful. Now that he's not on the road every week, going to all these different countries and sort of picking up accents, when it's just him on his farm, he just becomes the world's most command man <laughs> And when,
2: when the fucking TMO was literally explaining why a decision was out there, and Nigel naja just talked all the way over the top of it. That was on the <laughs> Sam Simmons um, tackle.
1: Yes, it was, yeah. Which, yeah, I mean... Clear out, sorry, not the tackle. Are we going to talk... I mean... Should referees be renamed, absolutely not going to give a red card under any circumstances, Arise. I mean, let's be honest.
2: (laughs) There has been a let the word go forth. We've suspected it, haven't we? But there's very clearly been a let the word go forth. the last couple of weeks.
1: Jesus. Like, there's a big, like, come on, lads. It's the end of term. Let's not fuck this up for anybody. Because that Simmons (laughs) one was, you know, a couple of weeks ago, a ref would have been brandishing a red the USA lad that sent fucking Max Malins, uh, Malins going fucking like a Catherine wheel, can count himself very lucky to still stay on the. Like it was just like I don't think it was, was a red
2: card to be fair. I don't
1: think it was a red, but I think that there would have been a case for it to be a red. It was definitely a yellow.
2: I think I I mean, it, would have been, it would have been a slight correction, you know. And I I, I think he got his arm underneath, and he, he his momentum had got a bit.
1: It it wasn't was as, reckless, it wasn't
2: though. completely I don't think completely reckless is a funny term, isn't it? But I don't think yeah. I err I, uh, on the side of I don't think it was that reckless, really. But um
1: I think it was a reckless because nuts, of the height as
2: well. It, he wasn't bringing him down from a height. No, I suppose not. But um yeah, so but it was just but the it, most hilarious it, thing yeah. was that just Nigel talking all the way over yeah. the top of the TMO. which is who could well, actually say, happen to agree with him, but it was a coincidence. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, I said to Bearing, the that's
1: peak. That's peak. You know, if Nigel was on the field, Nigel would be doing exactly the same thing. He would be talking over the TMO because <laughs> he decided. You know,
2: it. yeah. I'm going to just do um, the video. Never mind the video. <laughs> I'm going to gaze what into the feel, distance for a couple of I, seconds.
1: I feel like it should be. Yeah. <laughs> what do I um, think
2: he was thinking when he ran in to do that? Hmm. <laughs> Let me, put, let me put himself in your shoes for a minute, now. <laughs> I sometimes look at my cows and I think, how would you approach a wreck? And I try and transfer that to Sam Simmons.
1: And then, and then Scott Quinnell just drives through the side of the stereo <laughs> stage like the fucking Kool-Aid man in his fucking camper van. How depressing is that? Scott Quinnell, a fucking dual-code legend and, and not a bad analyst of the game when he wants to be has been reduced to shouting muggy man who drives a camper van around Britain He this used time. to
2: do that, that bit on Sky, when they used to cut down to the bloke in the with gallery. The, with
1: the fucking tablet. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That used to be from, him. He'd go, he'd go yeah, you know, let's see what's he happening here. Like...
1: He was in the fucking tactics truck.
2: Yeah, it's Are not called there? that, but yeah, no. the equivalent of, yeah. yeah. And now he's just, yeah, he's just, I'm it was. With... I'm oh. in a pub! <laughs> I'm in a pub with some people! There's oh. people here watching the rugby in the pub.
1: I don't, I don't. I don't understand who it's for. I don't understand who's enjoying that. <laughs> <That's
2: It's... something. laughs> Scott Quinell <now, laughs> is now Duffman Man, the Welsh Man. He really is. It's. <laughs> you said I wouldn't I sh- have to sleep with you. Was <laughs> you said I wouldn't have to touch any drugs if I slept with you. <laughs> Scott Mann says a lot of things.
1: <laughs> Oh, I mean it's really bad. It's
2: oh, powerful to see now oh. Scott Quinell doing Duffman lines.
1: <laughs> Me too. Who <laughs> surely he's on Cameo? Surely we can get Scott Quinnell to do like to do some run some Duff Man lines for you know ten quid or whatever. Actually I'm gonna look. Scott Connell. I don't think he is. I didn't say it the like on
2: Cameo when we did the deep dive on Cameo the other week.
1: Uh I mean, I can't find him. Maybe he's on one of the alternative sites. Stay. Ben Foden. Ben Foden's on one called Memo. I think, oh, bra-
2: I think you found now. out that that's about Memo.
1: Is it Memo? I don't know. And I've got no idea
2: that was a joke. But uh, no, ta-
1: no talent found. John Barnes is on Memo, though, or Memo. Uh, Clinton Baptiste is on Memo for 40 quid. I mean, John, guess you could. Can you, how
2: much for a controversial take on racism issues? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jeff well, Hurst is on free. here. Sorry, right, Clinton Baptiste. God. Clinton Baptiste from fucking Phoenix Knights. is. You on know here. he's also
2: Barry from Watford. He used to oh, be is he the really? Video. Yeah, it's the same no,
1: bloke.
2: Yeah. No. Voice plan. actor and all that.
1: Yeah, but yeah, Alan Greenwood Clatcher from Nambers. Anyway, yeah,
2: Greenwood man, too much.
1: Who is who is? I, I just don't know who it's for. I don't know, like Sky at the moment feels like they're making a rugby product for an audience that doesn't exist i feel like it's because i genuinely feel like it's because sky hates rugby now because they've lost everything they haven't even got fucking all blacks games anymore so they've gone well literally this lions is our last fucking hurrah with rugby union before we jack the entire fucking sport off and just focus on rugby league instead because we've got loads of that. So fuck it, let's just stick fucking Quinn. We're gonna have to fucking sell that camper van. So we might as well just let fucking Quinell go for a little fucking run around the home counties. That used it, to be the and-
2: tactics truck. <laughs> <laughs> they stripped it out, sold all the fucking gear out of it, and he just drives around right with a mattress in the back because he sleeps on it. That's the- <laughs> he not on that it.
1: yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not that kind of thing.
2: When I was in uni in the nineties, Steve McFadden was on the. Uh, touring the nightclubs in a van
1: him of personal uh, appearances grant mitchell i oh, know phil, phil mitchell of... yeah. yeah
2: yeah and every week in the sunday papers there were stories of how we'd shag somebody in the back of that van it was a kiss and tell every week of <laughs> steve McFadden, imagine that steve mcfadden fucking bearing down on you in the back they were, of a van they in were... middlesbrough <laughs> on a wednesday night
1: imagine that bearing oh. down on you uh there was a similar but slightly more uh I mean, a slightly more palatable version for like in my era, Alan Fletcher, Dr. Carl Kennedy used to do the university circuit a lot. And there oh, was always he? a lot, of, there was always a lot of tales of Dr. Carl and the group and 20 something, you know, 50 year old Alan Fletcher and various. Dr.
2: Carl Kennedy did the do, university.
1: Dirty, circuit. dirty Dr. Carl Kennedy. No. I mean, it's go. fine though because his character's got a sort of form for being a bit of a shagger. So you know, I, you
2: know, I remember him existing. I don't remember any of his plot lines. <sighs> Long time. Just like, well, is he still on Neighbours?
1: He? Yes, he's still on Neighbours. He's got a goatee. Now. No, no,
2: I didn't ask that. I was, is it still Neighbours? Is still on? Oh he's yeah, Neighbours is still on. Yeah, he's like he's the Ken Barlow it. of Neighbours.
1: Yeah, yeah. Him and Susan are never ever allowed to leave. I think they're sort of like, you know, the the like ravens at the Tower of London. <laughs> <laughs> if if Doctor Carlos Susan Kennedy leaves Neighbours, then the whole edifice will crumble. Is
2: Alf still in Home and Away? I don't know. He must be dead. He must be. Mean,
1: <laughs> let's find out. Alf oh, Home and Away. Not the first time I've googled this.
2: Uh, All I remember about Alf was is he was permanently fuming.
1: Yes, and he's got a permanently fuming face, like a t- like the sort of an Australian man looking angry face is. From Home and Away, yeah, he's still alive. He's uh, he's seventy six. See, he and... looked that age
2: in the nineties. That's I was the watched. thing. He, he did, not he? he? Nineteen eighty
1: eight to present, he is still in fucking Home and Away. He got awarded a Logie Award in twenty eighteen for most popular actor in Australia. Jesus,
2: somebody's just Australian put a comment. Man. The Sinner Man from the Chase, James Reese has put in. Used to end up at university house parties. True story. I was at a house party after Rory McGrath ended up at a house party after doing a gig at my uni, and he was minging.
1: I was going to say, did you think it was all over, and then he turned up, and it was then?
2: Yeah. And, well, I was, let me just put it this way. I was, for, for many reasons, sorry, <laughs> many times in my life this has happened, and this was one of them. I'm glad I wasn't a woman.
1: Oh, I mean because that doesn't it shock was like me in the slightest. Awful. But still, that's gross.
2: Because it was all a bit lechified. And I mean he must have been. I mean I know everyone he always had a beard of that, but he must have been in his forties then, must he?
1: In Easy. Rory McGrath's got to be in his sixties now.
2: Well the nineties was a long time ago, Josh. So what was
1: it about that fucking TV show that just <laughs> bred bad but yeah, he's sixty five yeah, now, Rory McGrath. Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah.
2: Nick. Yeah. Nick, what's his Hancock, wherever he ended up? Yeah. Rory McGraw. Lineker, who's, who's making terrible jokes about the Irish potato famine.
1: Yes. We, we had hope
2: for him, didn't we? Now, we did. Happened.
1: David Gower, cunt.
2: <laughs> I quite like Gower. I like how unapologetically <laughs> David Gower, David Gower is. We have got a lot of time for that.
1: Uh, yeah. Who else was taking team capital on, captain on that? It, it birthed the whole Phil Tufnell thing, didn't it? No, he was on there for he was, yeah. It says he was on here from 2003 to 2004. He was, yeah, was
2: that after or before his I'm a Celeb because that's what birthed his career, I think Ah. his latter career.
1: Either way, question of
2: sport, man, the banter. The banter train that is Question of Sport now.
1: Oh my! Do you occasionally do you occasionally watch Question of Sport? And get really I occasionally
2: like flick on It's on at really weird times. Like, it is on
1: super like, like one, ten o'clock on a Thursday. Yeah. Why are you putting? Why are you putting this on at half past ten on a Tuesday night or something? <laughs> why not just cancel like, it? I'm well, sure I it's really cheap. Question time, but it's not. Yeah. I'm sure it's really cheap to produce, but like, why are you still going? Nobody's enjoying themselves anymore. Like.
2: So that
1: was Will Greenwood. Yes. So what
2: what, what shits have you got?
1: (laughs) Um, Shits is that there have been 50 series of Question of Sport. Can you imagine that? 50 fucking series. Do you know how many episodes there have been? 1,290 episodes. But
2: it used to be really, really boring. Like a proper, yeah. like, boring sports pub
1: quiz. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It was a proper sports quiz. Like then they liked, brought Elmer
2: Hughes on. It just kept giggling yeah. and laughing all the time. And then it morphed into what we've got now. I think because of They Think It's All Over, because, because basically banter took over the world, didn't it?
1: Yeah, it did, didn't it?
2: Remember when Bill Beaumont was on it?
1: Remember, doesn't that, feel like a weird, doesn't that feel like a weird There was thing? nothing about Bill Beaumont's
2: performances on that show which suggested he was like a political high-powered mover and shaker. Nothing no, indeed. About
1: I mean, it certainly did show that he wasn't sort of set up for a life of kind of being a fucking raconteur, so he needed to do something, I think. <laughs>
2: yes. A picture round. Is it? Uh, indeed. is it, uh its <laughs> it... Is it... Is uh, <laughs> it...
1: Uh, Is it desert anyway. orchid? No, Bill.
2: <laughs> it's Arthur. Red rum.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh Anyway, shits. Um, Elton Yantes not being funny, yes. right? Uh, South Africa should be shitting about the fact it about the fact that Andre Pollard has got COVID, because it wasn't just that Elton Yantes looked like he'd a man who'd won a prize to play fly off for the Springboks when he came on against Georgia. He genuinely looked like a man who'd never even watched a game of rugby. He was fucking atrocious. I
2: love it when they he's not even mad, it's just terrible. It's just bad, yeah. <laughs> At least with Carlos Spence, you've got, no, you got a bit mad now, but I'm enjoying it. Whereas, whereas, <laughs> yeah. whereas, whereas There's, me, there's is.
1: Mercurial, and then there's yeah. just shit. <laughs> terrible, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously he's going to kick the series winning drop goal now that I've God. said that, but fuck me, it doesn't change the fact that he was deep-fried shite.
2: What else have we got here, this shit? Uh, what have we got here? Uh, Andy Bradshaw shares his shit is fallow fucking over Australian Rugby League to go back to union. All those legal mm-hmm. bills. Yeah, I hope they sue him back, says Andy. <laughs> that
1: would be funny.
2: Um, <laughs> Stu Clark says shit is the absolute waste of time that is Stephen Jones's journalism and his five gajillion million awards brings us. <laughs> I've not read it, but he was quite scathing about Hamish Watson, wasn't he?
1: Uh, yeah, he gave him seven out of ten while giving like Courtney Laws nine out of ten, and like I said, nobody deserved a fucking nine out of ten in that <laughs> game. He
2: fucking loves England Rugby Union, Stephen Jones. He really he? does and on a powerful level, yeah. beyond all reason,
1: beyond beyond the level that I think makes any sense to me. Like, this isn't Stephen Jones like? Is is he English? No, he's. Properly well, shouldn't he? That's the thing. Like, so why does he love English rugby union so much? Like, why is he so absolutely up the ass of any sort of rugby? Like, I know I'm guessing he's lived there for a very long, you know, in England for a very long time, but so have he's I. I've got
2: feel... lots of contacts in the RFU, as he? he knows a lot of them. They're all good men,
1: I'm men I'm of sure course, all good
2: men. Good men, good rugby man, good people.
1: It's just something about his face that makes me just want to stop. What like he? If you sort of were to draw a rugby union fan that I don't like, he would look like Stephen Jones, and I just he just makes me want to stop watching rugby union forever and go and watch fucking AFL or something.
2: Gordon McCracken on the comment says he also said that twi- on Twitter that Tom all Tom Curry has to do to be picked at seven is be available. <laughs> I think his job now is just to validate idiots. It seems to validate that validate the opinion of idiots, you know.
1: And you look at the people that he's hanging out with in South Africa, and it's fucking Johnny Fordham from The Sun, who's a massive prick, and Gavin Myers from the Telegraph, and fucking Chris Foy, who obviously I get on with really well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can judge a man by the company he keeps, and the company he keeps are ends, and the people he supports. And sort of goes to bat with. I've got nothing against Tom Curry, but a broadly, no, bad and he's
2: he's a decent. But the idea that he's just a complete shoe in at seven is anyway. Adam Rees gets in touch. He says it's a shan- standing item, but shit and good together. Is the NRL threw up another pearl this weekend? Uh, De Beelen hid under bed to avoid cops as Vaughan banned for eight weeks after <laughs> COVID party. <laughs>
1: Uh, you gotta re- You really. Got you don't to really need to read that, do you? You just gotta. No.
2: just gotta accept done, the level of madness and chaos.
1: Hell yeah!
2: Uh, what do we got else? Have we got here.
1: You got any more shits there? Uh, no, I think I'm done. Neil Webber
2: says, "Shit is the repeated. It's a cheeky try across all media, <laughs> because you could see his arse cheeks. Get it?
1: Ugh. Fuck
2: off! These funny things since piles." My son uh, scoured off work last week, and he told... Mm. He, he, I think he played, played this quite beautifully, actually. He went and got shedded watching the football and went to the house party. didn't come until 5 a.m. supposed wow. to be working at McDonald's at 9 o'clock that morning. Texted him and, and said, I can't come in because I've got really bad piles. So I'm struggling to actually stand up properly for any length of time. <laughs> Fair and you'll appreciate this is a very sensitive subject for me, so I'd rather you didn't. You know, we don't talk about it much. <laughs> I was like, that is,
1: we never I'm speak actually again.
2: terrified yeah. of how what a brilliant lie that is. <laughs> and I'm now questioning anything you've ever <laughs> said to me. <laughs> ever, ever said
1: to you? Yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big style.
2: Yeah. Lied <laughs> about going to work, Man but then making it it's too embarrassing last it,
1: year. Yeah, for anybody to actually ask you about it, make the thing so gross that nobody fucking wants to talk about it. A lot of time genius. for that on many levels. Absolutely. Yeah. A1 stuff, like that. Really good. Do, you want to do some good? Yeah. Well you got? Yeah. Um, uh, good. I'm enjoying the Alan Wynne-Jones uh, Undertaker comeback narrative that Warren Gatland has seemingly single-handedly <laughs> created by sort of suggesting that he's not fucking... Like- He's not ruled this out. This is a test dead Alan
2: yet. win on the table. Big style. Tactic, isn't it? Yeah.
1: He's gone. Well, you know, it's not as bad as we originally thought. And he's a fucking freak of nature. So I wouldn't rule it out. And can you, I mean, it's not going to happen, obviously. But God, can you imagine if he fucking just names him in the first Imagine if what happens is that he's named in the team before he even flies out to South Africa. So he's just sort of like, he's on the plane. And then he gets named, and then he rocks over the airport like The Undertaker at WrestleMania. <laughs> and he's wearing a fucking massive coat and a wide-brimmed hat.
2: Do you remember when The Undertaker went through his American badass period?
1: <laughs> I unfortunately do. When he yes. was on, like,
2: Harleys and wearing bandanas. Yeah. And yeah. I genuinely thought, because I, I used to watch the wrestling, but not like some people do. Yeah, Same. I genuinely thought it was a different... They'd have to find a different man to be him. Do you know what I mean? Because I hadn't really seen his face before because of the hat and the hair. And then it was yeah. like, oh, it's a different bloke. It must be. They'd have to repitch it because the other fella retired.
1: <laughs> it was almost... Yeah, it was a very brief... Because, like, obviously when The Undertaker came into wrestling, which is when I remember <laughs> wrestling when I was a kid in the mid-90s, like, he was, you know, a bit of a goth because, like, the crow had come out. And it was that was hip. But he could walk the time... along the
2: top rope. That was a big thing about the size of the athleticism yeah, yeah. for him to be able to do that.
1: But then he sort of like he sort of became new metal, didn't he? By going down <laughs> the sort of all about like the American badass thing with, you know, the bandanas and the fucking leather vests and driving <laughs> a Harley. It was and, and then he sort of and then they were like, No, this is very silly. So we'll get we'll just get him in a big leather coat and a hat again, you know because that's sensible. But
2: Get Paul Bearer back out. My <laughs> Undertaker. Yeah. Um, well, anyway. Sorry. Oh, yeah. What were you talking about? Then? Have you finished your I see,
1: Yeah, I want to see Adam and James rock up at, a fucking, at the stadium on Harley as All-American Badass Era Undertaker. That's that's all I've got to add to this.
2: Robert James Orham gets in touch. He says, Good is seeing the likes of Cock and Singer and Underhill back for England after injury.
1: Indeed. Yeah, single played really well, I thought. Uh Underhill obviously did because he always does. Um tell you what else is good, right? What? Uh Ivory Coast, right? Yes. Beat Namibia at the weekend. Ivory Coast in,
2: of um, the World Cup nineteen ninety five appearances. Exactly. And dead playing Ivory Coast.
1: Yeah, and beat Namibia of always getting fucking Africa two slot and the World Cup seeding thing um yeah namibia now need to give a pasting to um somebody this weekend to stay in the qualification race for the rugby world cup but um long way to go but ivory Coast, you know have put themselves in a position where they could actually qualify for the first rugby world cup since 1995 which would be amazing for the sport i think frankly because you know think about what in the last 20 years how those sort of african nations like the ivory coast you know like nigeria like tong you know all the kind of north african central african countries have benefited from finding lads who were like born in france or mm-hmm. in england who are maybe not getting a fucking look in from uh then you look local from either france or england internationally and have gone well just come and play for you know, the Ivory Coast instead, you know, or we'll come and play for Nigeria or come and play for whatever, you know, imagine particularly in France, how much talent there probably is matriculating around in sort of areas with high sort of migration in, in Southern France, who, could, who are probably shit up rugby players, but can't really get, a. you know, they, I'm not saying they're going to be fucking world beaters, but they can be Namibia. You know mm. they can be regular at World Cup and bringing stuff to the game that maybe other teams don't have. So yeah, fucking rock on, I see.
2: The uh, Ivory Coast, the biggest memory, one of the biggest memories I have. At Ivory Coast, they played. They were in Scotland's group, I think, in '95. So this might be the yeah. biggest end memory I have. But they were in Scotland's group in '95, and they were playing. Long story short, I was in the union watching a cricket game. Student union watching a cricket game and there was about five overs left and England were playing. It was quite a tight game. The Rugby Union team came in, insisted on it being turned over to Scotland Ivory Coast. (laughs) Half the cricket team fucking shouted about it and a brawl between about six men kicked off over cricket versus Scotland versus the Ivory Coast. (laughs) All that
1: over uh, Scotland beating the Ivory Coast 89-0. Yeah, there you go. uh, As I've just discovered. But uh, yeah. Yeah, Some so, fellow from East London in the
2: cricket team was going, there's only fucking five fucking overs left. And then, <laughs> you know, it all went from there, really. It was I mean, a bad looking start. at that scoreline,
1: those five fucking overs, you'd probably have missed about four or five tries, judging by <laughs> yeah, what yeah. the final score was.
2: Fair decent. Who else has got us good here? Michelle Blanchard gets in touch. Hello, Michelle. She says, good, Canada scoring the first points against Wales with a belting try, but shit was Wales scoring the next 61 points, obviously. (laughs) Hashtag Canadian, Michelle says. Welcome aboard, Michelle.
1: Indeed. I'm glad, last thing, I'm glad that they didn't, they had some fucking good quality, you know, they had some good moments in that game in what was a pretty fucking comprehensive battering otherwise.
2: Oggy Doyle gets in touch. He says, good is the promising performance from the USA following one season of MLR and missing McGinty. Similar point that you made, isn't it? Indeed. Uh, 10 Ep says, even though it was a one-sided match in a stadium with no atmosphere, it was good to be back in Cardiff watching live rugby at the weekend.
1: Yeah, we shouldn't take away from that either and with the England game as well. You know, it was really good to see fans back in the stadium and not have to have fucking shitty made-up crowd noise. Indeed. You got any more goods? Uh, one good actually, Ben Thomas. Um, when he came on the field for Callum Sheedy on Saturday, not only did he put himself about a bit and looked quite fucking good, I thought. Um but he also, as far as I can work out anyway, became the first person of colour to ever play outside Alpha Wales, which shouldn't be a big deal. And yet I mean it kind of is <laughs> because, you know, it's it's important that, you know, particularly given the sort of the subtext and expectation, and general snobbery that the fly-half position has in rugby and in Wales, it feels like a sort of moment that that happened, and also kind of good that nobody really fucking batted an eyelid at it. Because, you know, I think we, we me mean you were talking. We worked this. But only been about thirteen or fourteen non-white male players who've ever played for Wales ever.
2: Yeah, did we went through a bit? Of Which is terrible. I'm trying, Which is trying to, try to remember them all. We like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, i to be honest, they're probably one of the better ones.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've, there's probably been more people of colour playing for Wales than have played for Ireland, say, or Scotland that we can work out. But like, when you compare it to like the, the Welsh football team, for example, you know, dramatically, you know, more, you know, representation of sort of minority ethnic guys in that team for years. You know, going all the way back to fucking Nathan Blake and. All those sort of guys in the nineties, whereas you know rugby has been stuck in. And it's part, you know, Wales is fucking ninety eight percent white or whatever it is, and hmm. if you go outside of Cardiff and Newport, that's even more so. But like, yeah, I don't know. It just felt nice that and, and good that a that could happen, and b nobody can make that big, of, you know, nobody needs to make Brown, a big fuss about it. Yes, Liam Brown's obviously kind of the other guy in the squad at the moment who's kind of not you know from a non-white background but it's you know particularly playing outside off you know there's so much sort of stigma around Mm. that position and you know representation of athletes in sports is not always a sort of good bellwether of how sort of reconstructed a society is about these things because you know it's not It doesn't take much for people to go, well, you're good at running fast, so you can be a winger, or, you know, you're strong, so you can be a lock or whatever, you know, somebody coming on and playing sort of the position that's supposed to be the leader and the general on field, you know, you need to look over at the NFL and how much fucking baggage there's been about black quarterbacks, Mm. you know, and for it just to happen in kind of a sort of nondescript, yeah, kind of way is kind of not is, is nice. And I'm glad there's been not a lot of fuss about it, but the same thing, I, I just think it's worth mentioning as a good thing.
2: We forgot to talk about the Lions team against the Sharks.
1: Oh, yeah. It's very silly.
2: It is very silly, but it's probably we're just running through it now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Fullback Liam Williams, Anthony Watts Wings, Anthony Watson, Duan Van Der Merver, centres Bundy and Elliot Daly, Gareth Davis and Dan Bigger at half-back, Front row, Mako, Luke Cowan, Dickey. You know, hands up if you forgot Mako was on a tour. Yeah. <laughs> Until this weekend. Um, <laughs> Xander Fagerson is the tight head. Ian Henderson is captain and playing for Adam Beard is it a tight head lock, as you must call it now. Mm-hmm. Back row, Navidi, Curry, Simmons.
1: I mean, that's, yeah, that's the one that everybody's talked about, and rightly so, because it's, it's a lot of fun, that back row. <laughs> you know, it's... It's a back row that I don't think we get anywhere near the test team, but it's a back row that I'm going to enjoy. Yes. Hopefully. Um,
2: Yeah. (laughs) There's still 24 hours to go Yeah, 27 COVID (sighs) cases, and there's only 23 people in the squad. That's how bad it is.
1: Indeed. So, yeah, but, you know, it's it's an interest. He's good to his word, saying that he, you know, wanted to give everybody a fucking run out ASAP. And fucking hell, given with how it's going, it's, you know, he might not get another chance. But, yeah, it's it's a team that, yeah, I, again, I'm, I'm struggling to see what he'll learn from it. But, fuck it, you not He keeps it, saying you
2: know, his, his options, he's not decided on his testing, his options are open, and that is absolute c- bullshit.
1: Oh, 100%. And, you know, all he's really thinking about at the moment is combinations. So he's, you know... I think I really, I'm really interested in Bundy Ake, Delia dali as uh, a centre combination, for example, because I feel like that's trying something to see if it works, as is the sort of, you know, I don't think the back row is, but I think combinations, he's looking at sort of how Curry goes at seven with somebody like Josh Navidi next to him who gets, who's another, because Navidi and Curry are sort of, quite similar players in a way, and that they both get through a lot of work. And I wonder if he's sort of going, well, can I just have two fucking, if I don't have a big fetcher or somebody like Justin Tipperick playing seven, do I just want two fucking blokes that are going to tackle their balls off? So yeah, it's inter- it's interesting more for the combinations than for the full team, I think. But I think he knows broadly what he's doing. With that fucking test team now, I think he's probably known it since the squad was. I think it. he knows broadly
2: <laughs> what he's doing. I think on that note, we should probably yes. accept But uh, we're gone past two hours. That'll do. I think indeed. Um, I think it will. We were going to do a preview pod. We couldn't last week because you forgot you had to, you hadn't travelled for so long. You forgot you had to go to London last week. I did. Did you, yeah, did you I just was assume so... it was a virtual thing? Like, oh shit! I, actually just, go I just, I just,
1: I genuinely just. I'm so used to having a free fucking schedule and not having anything on. <laughs> I was just like, oh wow, well, yeah, yeah, no problems, kind yeah. of. Yeah, <laughs> my wife is planning re-
2: things in Sunday. Yesterday was <sighs> Sunday. It was horrendous. She kept coming to me saying, "Can you do that, that weekend? Can you do this? We're going to go see them there." Come, I was like, oh my god. Honestly, I'm getting like anxiety just just the idea <laughs> yeah. of, of the all this stuff. Of having things
1: in the calendar is fucking scary.
2: Yeah. Okay, that'll do. well. thank you, everybody. Yes. Thanks to everybody who joined us on this first ever live video. Indeed. And uh, then a, we'll a select what see... exclusive audience, just like the VIP lounge is. So that's fine. Right. And we'll see you all and speak to you all next week, probably, because there's no Indeed. game Saturday. So we'll have to yeah. do it then. Mm. Take care, everybody. Fine. Bye.
0: This year, leaving certificate students have new choices via the Cao. Whether you're going straight into the world of work or exploring routes to third level, further education and training and apprenticeships offer you flexible, hands-on learning opportunities. The future is full of possibilities. Whatever your ambition, further education and training and apprenticeships can help take you there. Your future is what you make it. Learn more at cao.ie forward slash options. This is an initiative of the Government of Ireland.